AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles, hosted by MC8 and Big Steel. Every Thursday, a podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood sub-genres, Gangster Rap. Let's go. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. R&B money. We up. Take. Take Valentine. We are the authorities on all things R&B. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Tank. Valentine. Oh, and this is the RB Money Podcast. The authority yeah. on all things yeah. RB. Oh my goodness. In yeah. the building. Oh, we have a curator. Uh, a manager of musical vibrations. Mm. Um, the host with the most. Yeah. Uh, and also gives you the lifestyle. What? This nigga to took go- us to Prince House. Come on. Now we go go there. Huh? What? That's it. All right. <laughs> gives us the lifestyle yeah. to go along with it. A lover of music and our friend, Mr. Kenny Burns, the lifestyle specialist. Yeah. 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 All right, so let's start here. Let's start here. Jay already kicked it off because we had to go here first. Yes. Yeah. Some people love music, right? Mm. They love their favorite artists. They, you know, they they love. They they love their music. Um, you know, their 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 presence, their outfits. They've yes. seen 
countless shows. They have all the albums. They yeah. know all the lyrics. Uh, Kenny, you take it to another level. Um, <laughs> your love for Prince, mm. the the late great, one of the greatest of all times. Dad. Yeah. Um, you took your 50th birthday party yeah. to his house. Yes. Now listen, I love Marvin Gaye. Yeah. I love Reverend John P. Keller. I love all these guys. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to have my birthday party <laughs> at the house. Yeah. You had it at his house. House, yes, and it was a time. It was a time. Oh my god, round of applause! Come on, yeah. man, yeah. we love Prince. I miss you, dad. Um, I, you know what, man, that had been a dream of mine. You know, no one had actually done an event at Paisley Park outside of Prince and his estate. Okay, so this was like the first party for someone outside of the inner sanctum yeah and you know i was in the barbershop one day and big shout to my barber ron he was like what are you doing your 50th i was like i don't know man i can't think about it. i've done Versace mansion i done been all over the world you know yeah, what i'm saying yeah, yeah. yachts and robots yeah. and some more shit where am i gonna do it he said man do it at your daddy house <laughs> and i was like well, my, fa- my father's dead I can't- what are you talking about ron he said no prince i said paisley park so it was one phone call, man. I, I, I just, I made a phone call. It happened and it was a night to remember to say the least. It was no, a, you affected yeah. the economy of Minnesota. <laughs> right, no, no, right. no, 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 no. No facts. I'm on the plane. Yeah. And it's all black people. Yeah. And it's all black people I know, right? Yeah. And I'm like, okay, so everybody going to get a party. <laughs> yeah, and then, no, yeah. and then the stewardess says, you guys must be going to that party. Right. Yeah. No. I think I was on one of the later flights. And they were like, you must be going to that party. I'm like, actually, we are. Yeah. yeah. Like, they're like, yeah, we've just probably had five or six planes. Yeah. No, it was 700, I think, and 30-something people that literally flew. Yeah. No one, no one there was from Minneapolis. Yeah, it was it was a time. Dog, the economy. That was great. Yeah. No, listen, I, listen, I am proud to mean something to somebody. Yeah. And I think- yeah. My evolution in this business and who I am to people, that's my legacy. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Not just that I've curated and had some of the most incredible times, you know what I'm saying, celebrating or in a celebratory manner. Mm-hmm. But like I really mean something to people. I think they take value in the fact that I've been married 24 years, the fact yeah. that I've been present in my kids' lives publicly, you know, in the right ways, not just for photo ops. I think all these things are like, you know, things that really resonate with people. So I don't take 700 plus people flying anywhere, let alone, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. two, three, four. If, yeah. if you can effectively and inspire. And cold. Yeah, and, 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 and look cold. at God, though. It was 50 <laughs> degrees that night in Minneapolis right. in October. Right. I had yeah, heaters like it was going to be freezing. I had Slutty Vegan just because I knew people needed to Shout put that. Shout out to Slutty Vegan. Hello? You did, that. did we not? Oh, my God. Yeah, and guess what? I didn't get one. No way. Sloppy toppy. Shut it. Until I got to the hotel. I didn't get nothing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I didn't get nothing off the food truck. And you know what? It cost me $18,000 to put that truck on the truck. I, I just want to tell y'all. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, Amen. 18 grand. Yeah. Yeah. That was a month. That party That's catering party. for real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For real. Yeah. Yeah. It was some things that happened at that party. I don't really want to get into that. But other than that, everybody had a good time. Well, yeah. I mean, of, course, of course, there's some behind the scenes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know. Behind the the the, the purple, the purple, the purple, yeah, the purple, the purple curtain, yeah, the purple, curtain. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it was painful, man. It was, yeah. it was painful, but nonetheless, God prevailed. Yeah, and I know? think I think I think love prevailed, man. People Thank love you, you. Love. no, for sure. You know what I'm saying? For and sure. you've uh, you've shown authentic love. 
genuine love for I appreciate that. everybody. Everybody. Yeah. Everybody. Damn. I expected to see everybody that I saw at your mm-hmm. party. Right. Thank it you. wasn't like I was like, oh, wait, they came? No. Yeah. We all came. Right. Yeah. No, we were did. all supposed to be there. Yep. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We were all supposed to be there celebrating our brother. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was a, um, you know, a spiritual moment for me. I don't think I'll do another one until the next big birthday, but yeah. I think like, you know, as I've become more aligned with my passion and my purpose, mm-hmm. you know, um, I just feel like it's another level, you know what I mean? So that was kind of my ode to the party life, you know, and the next level will be more, you know, not that that wasn't meaningful, not that that wasn't exceptional, but I think there's some real, like, God's work in play for yeah. me, you know, so. But, Hallelujah. Yeah, Amen. Well, let's 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 go back to the beginning. Yeah. Let's let's go back to the house, man. Let's yeah. go. Let's go back to where it all started. Yeah. Man. I remember my first time seeing you at Republic Gardens. Wow. Big shout out to Mark Barnes. Shout out to Mark Barnes. Yeah, yeah. That was my first time seeing you. It was like, who's that? Who's, who's running things? Yeah, he's running things. Yeah. Who's <laughs> running things? <laughs> oh, so he was cream corn. Hey, it's cream corn. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, running things. Yeah, yeah. Um, but even before that, man, um, you know, how did all of this begin? Because you know, you 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 seem to be born to to be this. I appreciate to do that. this. You know, I was I was always, you know, um, conscious of my people skills and the mm-hmm. value that came with the ability to move people. And it started in the streets. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I wanted to hustle to have, right? I didn't, you know, necessarily want to be a hustler or want to be in the street doing the wrong thing. But I think it was a, a necessity. Like much of us at that age, you saw, you know, what you saw and you wanted to emulate that on some level. So, but being in the street taught me unmeasurable and valuable lessons of how to move in life. Mm-hmm. And I just, you know, I was always the the good time, even on the strip, you know what I mean? Or even, you know, in the midst of some danger, you know what I mean? It was always, I was that relief for people. But when I um, was in the 12th grade, I started relentlessly going to try and be a part of this party scene you mentioned with Republic Gardens, the Ritz, I'm talking about Kilimanjaro, Chicago's, like all these places. And I'm like, you know, we in the street, so we can pop some more at White Star. You know what I mean? We putting that shit on, you (laughs) know what I mean? So then I'm like, damn, I don't really want to be a hustler no more. I want to be in this life because, you know, our backdrop is Howard University. How do you not adore H U U? How do you not? Hey, how hey. Do you did not you ad- go to Howard? You didn't go to I Howard. I did though. not. A lot of people think I did because okay. we terrorized yeah. that motherfucker. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? But we were at every party and big shout out to Rhonda Berry, God rest the dead, you know, Steve um, Solomon, um, got a shout out, um, Danny Davis, like all, you know. Um, it was so many promoters that like we were like and Monty Wanza who managed biz and mm-hmm. they were they would fuck with us. You know what I mean? So I got the opportunity with Monty and um biz to bring biz's crates. Now you can imagine I'm getting money. Don't nobody want to carry no crates. But if it means I could get into these clubs and be a part of this, I'm trying to figure it out. Eventually that led to him taking us to UVA and all the surrounding areas. So I just was kind of like, you know. Wanting to be around it and one foot in front of the other led me to like opportunities. And I tried to grab the mic one night and Biz looked at me like I stole his, you know what I'm talking about, beatbox machine or something like. He was looking at me like, 
what are you doing? I was like, yo, you know what I'm saying? And he's like, all right, go ahead, kid. So no conversation at all. You just, well, one think, night, you just felt it in your spirit. Well, I had kind of been inching up to it, saying I want to do it because yeah. of the reaction. Like, Biz, you know, Biz doesn't get the credit he deserves as far as an entertainer. Mm -hmm, right. He was playing theme songs from television shows yeah. at the party, and it was going crazy. He was stopping the party because he couldn't really DJ all the way in the beginning and just, you know, doing some beatbox shit and then, you know, bring the music back. I mean, whatever it was to make you have a good time, and me watching him, I'm like, I could do that. Yeah. I might be, a, I might not be a beatboxing mother, but I could talk that shit, yeah. especially to these women. So a few times I had snuck on, and, but not in the main yeah. kind of capacity, but I think it was one night at UVA. That man did something. He's like, you know, and I got the mic and I just went for it. You know what I mean? No permission, no nothing. And I did a throw your hands in the air wave. I'm like, you just don't care. And it worked. And I was like, see, I told you I could do it. You know what I mean? And I think from then on, I just would, I would tamper with it. Yeah. But literally like the DC thing was like a training ground because Atlanta mm. became my playground. Mm. Atlanta, like Leo had called me, my cousin Leo, big shout to Leo Williams. He would um, go on to go to college. I got locked up my senior year. So he would go senior on- Senior year high school. Yeah, senior year high school. And um, he would go on to Morehouse College. And he would always tell me, you got to come. So Lowe got y'all to Atlanta. Yeah, Leo went first. Okay, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Leo went to uh, Morehouse. And, you know, I'm trying to go finish the, our basketball dream. Um, I went to Montgomery College, mm -hmm. uh, you know, the, the community college, yeah. Montgomery Community College. And I was hooping. I pushed somebody out the air one night, caused a whole melee. You know, all this dumb, you know what I mean? Yeah. So he kept calling me, you got to come down here, man, fuck that basketball. Should you play at Morris Brown or Clark or more come to Morehouse? I was like, I don't think I got the grades for that, but I'll come check you. So he kept asking me. And finally in the spring of 92, he said, you got to come to Freaknik. And I'm like, what is this magical thing <laughs> that you just said? Not knowing what it was, it's Freaknik. I'm like, what, yeah. how do I sign up? I mean, we. It sounds like somebody. Yeah, it sounds like yeah, where you want to be. I'm 19 years old. I'm like, Freaknik? He's like, come on down. And I'm telling you, so I got cleared. My PO let me go down. I told him I was going to visit colleges. And um, it changed my life. You know, I being, told him I was going to visit colleges. Yeah. He you was, technically. I mean, tell you what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You're right, right. <laughs> but I see this beautiful black oasis of like, mm -hmm. you know, and by this time of me getting there, Leah had already told everybody I was Scarface. He had told, like he had, had it wasn't no, so, it wasn't no social media. <laughs> yeah, I got media. a cousin, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he, he, he gonna be out, he gonna get out. He yeah. be in, he'll be in for Freak Nick. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, wasn't no social media, so he telling, so I come, I meet Shakir Stewart off the plane, you know what I'm saying? A lot of people that end up becoming, you know, great friends and, and yeah. running this industry of ours, but, Fresh off the plane, I was like, this is where I'm supposed to be. And we were just doing all the DC shit. And what I mean by DC shit is like we was knocking everything down. Like it was just a, who can we get? You know what I mean? It was yeah. like so many beautiful women. Obviously, you know, there's an all-girls school across from Morehouse. Uh, Spelman College, one of my favorite places to attend, you know, in that era. Amen. Uh, you know, and then amen. he said amen. Mm -hmm. Clark Atlanta University, yeah. the most underrated HBCU on the planet. And it was all, you know, this one big congregation. It was all this one big, you know what I mean? And I was trying to really plot on how I was going to take it over. So I had to go home. And I told Leo, I said, fall, I'm coming to school. So I'm trying to enroll. No one would accept me but the newly accredited Morris Brown Morris College. Morris Brown. Mm, yeah, <laughs> love you. Thank you. Big shout out to Morris Brown College. Um, and I, I enrolled. I enrolled, man, got down there the first 
week I got down there, we do uh, we do a party at our apartment. And yes, my entry into school was not a dorm. We was living. We was in Austell out there by Six Flags. And we had a two-bedroom, the pool's right next door. It was a thing. Yeah. So we do a party the first week. That the, you moved in? The first week. Uh, yeah, wow. The first week. Now, mind you, we done made an impression doing Freaknik. Leo yeah. and them down there running yeah. the muck anyway. Yeah. They yeah. already like that. 2620 is known. We do a party called 2620 Blunt Hill Presents The Cookout. And we did it at our house. I'm going to provide the paper flyer so you can show it right now. Okay. <laughs> yeah. When I tell you this party was so legendary, not just because I ended the night in some Speedos and Timberlands, yeah. but it was so legendary. Yeah. We'll I, get back to that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. Shit gets crazy. Yeah. Um, but it went, it went so dumb. They were like, when the next party? Everything from that day forward was when the next party. Right. So big shout out to Blue. He, um, Marco Blue Johnson, he owned uh, Marco's Pita. And he was like my first big brother. And Leo had a car, but Leo was kind of stingy with his car. So I would kind of link up with Blue to go terrorize, right? Because I wanted to be in it. Because you definitely need a car in Atlanta. Yeah. No, you had to. We lived in Austell. We lived in Austell. Yeah. So I literally like, you know, uh, link up with Blue. And we started doing promotions for the Phoenix. And, you know. What is the Phoenix? Phoenix Nightclub ended up becoming the warehouse where we made the legendary Funk Clinic. Gotcha. But the Phoenix was like, you know, it was in the city. And for Atlanta, if you know anything about Atlanta, all the popping parties outside of 112 and maybe a few little restaurant spots like sports bars type things were outside of Atlanta. Mm-hmm. All the popping clubs, right? So this club was by the AUC, the closest club to the AUC. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I'm I'm assuming things went on there, but it wasn't a it was it was more of an Atlanta crowd than a school crowd. So I'm making my bones getting to know the city. You know what I'm saying? So we do a big head and blue joint. That was the first party kind of collab. So you big head? I'm big head Kenny. <laughs> big head Kenny. Yeah, everybody yeah. What? Yeah. Big head Kenny. That was my nigga. You didn't know that? No, I didn't, I didn't know, know that, that either. Yeah. That's why I asked. Yeah. I'm like, nigga, you big head? <laughs> Literally on the flyers of Big Head and Blue Joint. That big was like the first. Blue. So long story short, my crew kept coming to the club. Leo, Damon, GJ, like, you know, everybody was coming to the club. And we just kept making a name for ourselves. This is what I want to say to all aspiring, you know, lifestyle specialists. People are the peace, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, to your success. Like, I just was... You know, I knew everybody. I made everybody feel comfortable. And mind you, it's not my party yet. I'm promoting for the club. Mm-hmm. And so long story short, man, we get an opportunity to get the actual club and do a night. So when this happened, Steve Solomon um, that did Chicago's in D.C., and you know Steve, he came down. He's like, yo, you need to meet my man, A.G. I'm like, who is this A.G. guy? He's like, he does parties of Ethiopian Vibrations and... You know, he, he, he's a great promoter. I was like, all right, cool. You know, they about to give me the spot. What's up? Let's link up. So we ended up doing a party. We were called the Fly Boys at first, right? And it was a whack-ass name that Steve Solomon, God rest of the dead, made up. But I hated the fucking name. I always wanted to name it 2620, but I had to kind of like prove that I was the one, not the two. So Alex Gibwan, who's now AG Entertainment, he does AG Touring. Mm-hmm. Um, Steve Solomon, we went in and we started doing, you know, uh, I don't even know what the name is. I know we were Fly Boys. But anyway, long story short, we got an opportunity to um, take the club, you know what I'm saying, from this current partnership. And the owner was like, you know, he wanted to basically give it to the 2620 crew. And I was like, I don't know if I want to do that yet, but let me 
tell them we're going to call it 2620 and see what happens. So we end up calling them 2620 presents and da, 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 da. So my crew, of course, is like, they ain't 2620. You know what I'm saying? Like, we need to own it outright. Uh, so yeah. around this time is when I meet Wendell. And Wendell White came into play, like, you know, one, as a big brother, but he also was outside, outside. Like, he's from Detroit. What up, though, to everybody from Detroit? Everybody knew Slick. Mm-hmm. And he was getting it. I mean, when we met him, our game went to another level because he had the black-on-black Lexus SC3, whatever it was, with the BBS. He had the Land Cruiser, the Range Rover, all the things. So you can imagine 2620 playing without toys and then 2620 playing with toys. It was a whole other offering. So then it was like, all right, I need to take this. So I asked Alex, I was like, yo, I'm about to take this. Steve is making $3,000 a week for nothing. He don't come here. He don't promote. You know what I'm saying? Like, what's up? You coming with me? He's like, I can't really do that to Steve. So I was like, all right, peace. We remain cool, dapped up, kept it moving. But that 94. So now you got your own club. I I have the club, the main club in Atlanta that was Mm -hmm. called the Phoenix. And then then that fall went to the warehouse. And the warehouse is where we created Funk Clinic Friday. This is where the, you know, the notorious Big Mac promo fight and all this shit with Mark Pitts, who used to be called Gucci Don, and him, and then puffing them, trying to, you know, wolfing all them, trying to control the situation, us pulling them things out. I mean, yeah, this is all, yeah, this is all like fun facts. It's been in a couple of interviews, but it literally went to another level because not only had we did the groundwork in Atlanta and made bones as far as like being known throughout the city, but we had the AUC on lock. Yeah. And anything that came to Atlanta so came to Do me a us. favor. Do me a favor, yeah. right? Because, you know, we always go back to, our podcast being informative yeah. and, our, and our podcast being something that you can learn from Facts. and that you can pick up. Obviously, your business grew to other things, but at this point, you're a club promoter. Yeah. Can you give us a little bit of a breakdown of how that works? It's like for a young dude, young girl who wants to get into, or not even young, whatever, whoever, whoever wants to get into that space. Right. How does that work, right? Where you have your night. Do you actually rent the club from the owners of the Phoenix? Yeah. Or is it just like, okay, I'm going to get the door, y'all take the bar? How, how does that usually work yeah. for promoters? I love So that you can, make, you can make a living in this yeah, thing. Yeah, absolutely. So like I mentioned, the Big Head and Blue Joint, we were doing promotions for the Phoenix. Mm-hmm. We got to the point where we eventually rented the club and we benefited from having autonomy at the door, right? As you get bigger, you have options to also get pieces of the bar and things of that nature. And I haven't yeah. been a promoter in a long time. But if I was advising anyone on how to get into it, yeah. it would be to own your own, right? Like if you can't afford to get a brick and mortar and do your own version, mm-hmm. get with a good partner that needs your services. Understand your value and what you bring to the table. If you can put a 1,000, 2,000 people in the building, you know you can get 25% of the dough or you can get 50% of the door, you can get 100% of the door and then get 25% of the bar. It's all how you negotiate. So I think that ownership is key when you're getting into anything, but you have to start somewhere. So don't be scared to like get involved in what somebody else is doing, get noticed for Mm -hmm. what your talents and superpowers are, get noticed for your ability to put people in the building and then grow from there. But there's all types of scenarios that you can create for yourself. And you were doing this once a week or you were doing it multiple nights? Once a week, yeah. Okay. And then we grew into off, you know, off of the, or we moved from the warehouse to, you know, we had a uh, Olympic Nike Village in 96 for New Year's. We did the Fox. It was called Celebrity Fair. We partnered with Noontime. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we started doing bigger and, you know, better things. And we actually had the Snoop Tour um, when I was 20 years old. We got locked up. 
we had at the Omni is now, well, I think it's State Farm Arena now. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. we had, like when Jodeci was on the tour and it was doing the whole thing. So we had that. We ended up not doing it because Snoop had got locked up. But it, we, I mean, we went from zero to hero quick. So when you were, when you were building, like building the pieces, right, in yeah. terms of growing as a promoter. Yeah. Um, what do you feel like was the most important nuance? Would it be DJ in terms of music, being mm-hmm. able to hold those people there? Or how many women you were able to get into that spot to make yeah. the dudes come along? Or a balance of making sure you had the right dudes in there to, like... Yeah, it's a, it's a which combination. Which of those pieces, you know what I'm saying? Like, really... Yeah, I think great music is sets the tone for the party. Mm-hmm. And then you have to have the people. I think women are the catalyst for a great party. Right. I think they make men, you know, um, move. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if you in can our have time a woman, though, anyway. Yeah, in our yeah. time. If you if you had yeah. the women and they were celebrating, the men had no choice or they looked lame. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And this is hard dancing. This ain't <laughs> no, this is sweating. <laughs> yeah. This is this is you yeah. sweating. Like you, yeah, yeah. you are busting a this move. This is party shirts yeah. and guest jeans. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And and women men have, you know, and I, I always say this, they were the best promotion. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we were like twenty five deep. And so it wasn't nothing we ain't touched, but our goal was to have women talk about us, not just in that way, but just in the, you know, if you want to have a good time, you got to go. I mean, even when I never forget, I met my wife in at Howard University's homecoming, 1997, her best hmm. friend, I'm not best friend, but her friend at the time, when she inquired about me, said that, oh, I wouldn't make him your man, but he's good for a good party, or he's he'll be good for you know get you into all the hot events. I was like, no, you didn't just try to ruin my life before it even started. You know, <laughs> Tabera, I don't know where you at, baby. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. But it's twenty four years of love and happiness, two great functioning humans. Yeah. I appreciate your high five, halfway high five. Yeah, man. halfway high five. Yeah. <laughs> she almost killed it before it began. <laughs> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia, starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles, a podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangster rap. Hosted by MC8 and Big Steels every Thursday, each episode provides an in-depth exploration into the formative artists, monumental albums, and socio-political factors that have shaped gangster rap from its emergence in the 80s to its enduring impact today. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form. We dive into the socio-cultural aspects that gangster rap boldly addressed, from police brutality to systemic racism, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the profound cultural significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's go. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways I imagine you haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Margaret Atwood, Questlove, Kate Blanchett, and Oscar Isaac. If that sounds like a varied group of people, it's because it is. I always wanted to make a show where one week we could sit with a politician like Beto or Wark, the next an author like Min Jin Lee, or TV titans like Bill Hader and Quinta Brunson. Basically, this is a podcast driven by curiosity and an abundance of research. Conversations where people actually start to sound like people. In recent weeks, I sat with Dan Levy, Ava DuVernay, Benny Safdie, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I hope to see you there. Yeah, man. Sorry, I just had to get it off my chest. You good for you know sometimes the reputation precedes you. Just, no, you love know, is love is as love goes. does. Yeah, that's yeah. how it goes. That's yeah. how it goes. So you so you're promoting in Atlanta, and obviously you're coming across everybody. Yeah. When is the turn to say? Not only do I want to have the nightlife, I also want to have the music that creates the nightlife. Yeah, man, that's a great question. You guys are getting good at this. I really applaud you on your professionalism. <laughs> it's also what uh, you do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, you know what? I was in the parking lot at 112 one night. Um, and big shout to um, Dave Gates and God rest uh, Claude Austin, Dallas Austin's um, brother. Okay. They used to come to my club every week. 
You know what I'm saying? And at this time, they had Monica. They had Y'all So Stupid. They had, a, you know, I think Illegal may have been or, or almost was signed. Illegal. But mm-hmm. They tried to put out Monica for the second time with Don't Take It Personal because I guess the first time it didn't. It didn't click. It didn't click. And so um, they were like, yo, do you want to promote this new artist we have? Now, mind you, they were hiring me because of what I did on the party scene, promotion-wise. And I was like, do I? You know what I mean? And he was like, all right, cool. So one night, I'm in the 112 parking lot, and I'm promoting, don't take it personal. And I ran into the guy that actually curated and was responsible for the Black Expo. And you remember the Black Expo back in the day? That was like Coachella in the Mm -hmm. South. And so, you know, got Monica on that thing, on that, you know, on that little tour, spot dates or whatever. And they asked me to come in and run, you know, street team promotions. I was like, hell yeah. You know? And so I think that that kind of piqued my interest. Not necessarily that, I mean, I was in love with Monica's song and mm-hmm. she was 14. She looked at me like a big brother. I love the energy I brought and, and, and how I made people feel, but I didn't know what I wanted to do in it. Mm-hmm. You know, and at the same time, Clark Kent, uh, who used to book all the time to DJ, he had introduced me to Dame Dash and Kareem and Jay and, um, and um, how am I forgetting his name? Vegas Jones, Emory mm-hmm. Jones. And so um, they're talking about they got this label they doing. Uh, Jay-Z had a song called 22 Twos. And they wanted me to help them, you know, promote the South. So I would go back and forth to New York, Maria Davis, Mad Wednesdays. I was like in their mix too. So I'm doing the Rowdy Records thing with Monica. I'm consulting with Jay and them. And I love what Jay and them was doing because that's like my life. You know what yeah. I mean? So I'm like, oh, this is kind of. And then he came, you know, with reasonable doubt. I had no idea that when I'm going to D&D here and, you know, these. That that's what it would become. You feel yeah. me? Yeah. And so like it became like, damn, I'm really curious. I really think I can can help these people. You know what I mean? So I end up helping Ray Ray um, figure out some other markets for the street teams. I held down Atlanta and it started to grow, man. And everything kind of led to me starting to feel myself in the space and how I could contribute more, but it wasn't going to happen at Rowdy Records. So one meeting at Rowdy Records, they were talking about Dallas, this, that, and the third. And I felt like Monica's popping. She wasn't before me, you know, not realizing that was, Airs to Records along with Rowdy Records pushing this. I'm thinking I'm doing you it You think all. you did it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I got on the Black <laughs> Expo. Yeah. I need a million dollars. I got on the Black Expo. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I'm in yeah. a meeting one day and it, it wasn't going the way I I wanted it to go. And I, you know, being young, I think I was 21 years old, I was like, man, fuck Dallas Austin. Oh. Yeah. And I'm thinking I'm just in the room family. I'm going to tell my brother fuck you if I don't agree right. with you. You know what I mean? Right. I'm not thinking it's going to yeah, they cause a shockwave, <laughs> yeah. right? So same. he wasn't at a, at the meeting, and then I guess whoever was in the meeting went and told him what I said. And you know, at this point, I think um, Claude had passed, and he was always my champion, Claude Austin mm-hmm. and Dave Gates, and they knew how passionate I was, how hard I worked, and what I wanted to do. Because you know, once you find out you're good at something, and you can, you know what I'm saying, like make money, money doing, doing it, it, yeah, and it's legal, like you want to hold on to that. Yeah. You know it becomes what I mean? your passion. It becomes yeah. your passion. Yeah. And I wasn't doing nothing but being passionate. And I think if he even would tell you the story, he would look at it too, like maybe his ego was involved. But Dave ain't like that, bro. Like as soon as they uh, got back to us, that Dallas heard Dave was tipping over. You know, desk and fire me, motherfucker. Fuck you. Like it was a whole thing. But that also for me, and I want to shout Dave Gates out because 
we didn't have father figures in the business mm. when I came into the business or even as I grew in the business. It was people that wanted to take our flavor, mm. our ideas, our creative abilities and use that. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily to reward us. To build you for up, the, yeah. You feel me? Not, yeah. not to build yeah. you up, yeah. but to take. And for their for, game. Yeah, and but for Dave to do that, it allowed me not to be tainted from being fired. It allowed me to know that shit. He believed in me. He he now saying, fuck, you know, fuck dude. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you got to stand on something. And if you don't, they going to keep you under their thumb. Yeah. And for me, that exit was the beginning to my ascension and what I ultimately became. So do you start Studio 43 after that? Um, After... Or is it, is you still you still doing your 2620 thing yeah. in the streets with the clubs yeah. and, and your promotion. But now that you're you're not at Rowdy anymore. Yeah. You didn't, you know. Fuck that up. You yeah, lost yeah. your mind. You, yeah. you know, you, you had a moment. Yeah, you had, had a light moment. moment. Yeah. Uh, got your ass fired. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so where do you go from from there? Man, um, again, great question. Because I was on pro- probation. Wait, wait, you st- wait. You still on probation? You still on probation? I'm man. still on probation. This whole time? Whole time. Like, I had 10 years probation. Oh, okay. Yeah, you have, 10, oh, yeah, yeah, 10 years. They yeah. want to lock you up. They yeah. want you to fuck yeah. up. Yeah. 10 so, years probation? 10 years. Yeah, yeah, I got a couple so, of Yeah. Yeah, so I literally, yeah, I literally, um, <clears throat> my mom had moved to Atlanta at this time, and and she's in 3A, we're in like 2B. Wait, 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 she moves in the same she apartment moves, building too. Apartment, yeah, but my mom's like my sister. I mean, you, you've heard that, I'm sure. Like mm-hmm. my mom's like, my, we grew up together. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, you know, she's literally exactly 20 years older than me, and we learned a lot together. But anyway, she lives in like 3A, we live in 2B, and the police came looking for me about my probation. This is around all the time I got fired, you know, the Rockefellers are, you know, ascending. I'm not trying to really move to New York and be there, so I'm trying to really figure it out. Well, Clark is going to Motown Records, right? And he's like, yo, I wanna, you know, fuck with you and this, I'm gonna figure out how to bring you into Motown Records. But I'm like, I gotta get out of Atlanta and get back because, you know, extradition, they can hold you up to six months before they take you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, I gotta get home. So I go to D.C. and while I'm home fixing my shit, which was, ladies and gentlemen, I just want to tell you my age through this story. I was faxing my probation (laughs) sheet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? I was faxing my probation sheet to report. And the the mishap is that the machine on their end was broke and they weren't getting my faxes. But how do you keep a fax machine broke for like a month and don't, right? So they they didn't really give a fuck. You yeah, feel they, they want you to go yeah. to jail. Yeah, so they like, no, we didn't get it. They want you to go to jail. So anyway, I'm yeah. in D.C., and then Clark calls me like, Clark Kent, DJ Clark Kent, if I didn't make that um, specific, but he calls me like, yo, I know I know a way to get you in the Motown. I'm like, all right, bet. I'm in D.C. You come in here? He's like, yes, we're doing the Motown talent review, something we're looking for artists for Motown. I was like, say less. It's like, what do I need to do? You need artists, or I need to scour the city to find yeah, some talent? Yeah, yeah. He's like, nah, I want you to throw a party. I was like, say less. It's easy. For I was you. like, this is yeah. easy. I was like, who's coming? It's like Andre Ray's like naming the whole. I was like, say less. Now, mind you, being from Washington, D.C. and Heavy D, you know what I'm saying, sampling Go-Go for the first time, like Uptown Records was the immediate mm-hmm. playlist of my life. Mm-hmm. Everything he did after Heavy D, because he used Go-Go and Mr. Big Stuff, mm-hmm. had me loyal to that brand. So everything yeah. he did... And whole time I'm not communicating that. I'm just showing you how God shows up. 
You know yeah, what I'm saying? Because yeah. I'm going through all this probation shit. I got to go home with fear of being extradited. I got to, you know what I mean? You call me, you want me to do a party for Andre Harrell? Man. Say less. Yeah. So, you know, I get ready for the party. I got a light-skinned girl, because he, he calls them butter wavies. I got, I'm like, you got to sit with this man the entire night. I ain't ask you to do nothing you don't want to do. Butter wave. Butter yeah, he, he called them butter wavies. I had that and some Don Perignon waiting. He gets there when the door open. Now, luckily, it's Pat. I'm not there yet, though, because I was planning to he come. He get there when the door open. Yeah, Dre was ready. You know, first of all, D.C. for Andre Herrera was like, he loved D.C. He loved the party energy. Yeah. And I think he honestly wanted to see what Clark Kent kept raving about. So he get there, it's, it's Pat. You know what I'm saying? I'm not there yet. And he's like, where's this light-skinned nigga? This shit, like, oh, shit, this nigga. So i uh, never forget, I came and it was like a scene out of like, you know, above the rim when dude came in and and, and, and Pac was sitting at the yeah. table, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I walk up, I was like, how you doing, Mr. Harrell? I'm Kenny Burns. He was like, <laughs> so he's going off into this like wonderland of compliments talking about DC and yeah. how I matched what he thought, you know what I'm saying, fit the bill. And so he was like, oh, shit, nigga. What do you do, nigga? You had, I forgot her name. I think it was Crystal. You had Crystal Wayne, my dumb pee. I'm champagne and bubbles. Like he was, <laughs> he was excited. I was like, he's like, what do you do? I was like, I make it happen. I was like, what do you need done? Whew. You hear me? Like, Whew. what do you need done? He's yeah. like, oh, shit, this nigga's got Oh, he's got time. <laughs> so he's like, he's literally like going yeah. through this, like, you know, admiration in front of me. Now, you know, usually people don't, they want to hold yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, no, nah, they Andre wasn't like nah, that. He yeah, was no, he was not. I miss him so much, man. So he was like, get to New York on Monday morning. You fly, light skinned, you know what I'm saying? Well dressed, manicured. I mean, he went through a whole list of descriptions, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get, to, get to New York on Monday. Yeah. So the party ensues. We have a great time. He leave, He came when it started. He left when it ended. Clark calls me like, you did it. Be at Motown at 8 a.m. I said, say less. I was at 8 a.m. He didn't get there to 10. I'm in the office. like, oh, sit the nigga came to New York City. Oh, sit. I'm like, I'm here. I'm ready to work. What can I do? He said, come on in. We talked. He asked me all these questions about, you know. So, of course, my playbook in the industry was Monica and Jay at the mm. time. Mm -hmm. So I told him what I did to contribute to that. Told Black him Expo. Black Expo. <laughs> Black Expo, yeah, yeah. So he was like, all right, cool. He's kidding. Sincere times are coming in. So Sincere came. He's like, put him in street team market and give him uh, 60000 a year. Now, I done made $60,000 in my life to this point. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But I never had nobody in the corporate structure say, Here's the check, and this is what you're gonna do. I mean, the the the, right. the, the, the rowdy shit was really outside service, so they paid me nineteen thousand. I was making way more doing parties and my little, you know, yeah. my little whatevers. But this was my first like. You was in the door. I yeah. was in the no, door. Yeah, he was yeah. in the door. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. an outside yeah, service yeah, yeah. check. Uh -huh. yeah. You know. Yeah. 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 So I I moved as soon as I got my my stuff straight. Big shout out to Bobby Joseph. He let me sleep on his couch in Brooklyn. For about six months. Yeah, shout out to Bobby. Um, yeah, shout out to the yay. Um, but I, I got in that door, bro, and I I, did, I went from 60 to 80 to 120 in, you know, like a year and a half. Everything I wanted to do, he allowed me to do, and I kept hitting home runs. But we as a company 
couldn't hit home runs. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. I was making impressions based on my Motown Flavors campaign or, you know, breaking 702 Stilo at 92Q in Baltimore because I went for Stream Team Marketing Promotions to radio promotions, from radio promotions to A&R. Yeah. So he was giving me, I was getting studio time. I remember them. Do y'all remember this? Tank, you have to remember this. Jay, you have to. Do you remember them little sheets for the car service? And you had to fill out your yeah. seat. And get, yeah. That man gave me a bag of them. I'm riding around in car service Everywhere. Everywhere. In New York. Everywhere. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then so my whole experience, I remember, i never forget this, um, Daddy-O's in Cancun, Mexico, Malik Yoba White Party. Motown presents Malik Yoba White Party. And I had been running amok with my corporate car and these <laughs> motherfucking things. And I just got to tell a story because Eddie <laughs> F. Was running amok. Because Eddie F., I love you, <laughs> but you ain't shit for not signing off on this. So I went, and I'm thinking like, yo, you know, I'm going to go out here and pop off. You know what I mean? Like, I got the corporate car. Oh, Puff's going to be there. You know, all the things, right? So we in there, and the party is the party of the weekend. I'm talking about all white. Malik Yoba's was fresh off of yeah. whatever show he had. Yeah. And this, and this is in Cancun? This is in Cancun. Oh, yeah. 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 So I'm yeah. in there swipe. So yeah. Bobby Joseph, I don't know if y'all remember, but Bobby, he was up. Back designing for like yeah. the FUBUs Fubu and all the things, and he was up. So he's so that's Taj's big brother. Yeah, Bobby and, Joseph is yeah. Taj's big brother in real life. Did the yeah, creative, yeah, yeah. yeah the, the film director creative. I know yeah. That. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. His big brother. So he in there swiping. So I'm going bottle for bottle. Next thing you know, we buying so much champagne, they bringing it in garbage cans. Garbage cans. This, this ain't going well. <laughs> so I'm swiping. Yeah, yeah, end of the yeah, night, the bills eight thousand for me, eight thousand for Bobby. We split the bill, sixteen thousand dollar bill. And we were the talk of Cancun. I get back to the office. Everybody, yo, that party was crazy. Oh, man, that party was crazy. Eddie F came in my office like, yo, you spent $8,000 at Daddy-O's? Like, yeah. We had a, a Motown Malik Yoba White party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I did it for us. Yeah. <laughs> for the culture. I did it for, I did it. He's like, Kenny, you're an A&R. Oh, now. they're talking about us. Yeah. <laughs> They're talking yeah, about us, man. They're talking about Motown. <laughs> That's not just me, you know? So, you know, big shout out to Eddie F. I love you, bro. But he did not approve that. He did not write, sign off on that. You had to pay it for yourself. You had I had to, pocket, to pay it out of my pocket. That was my first credit lesson in life. Ooh. Yeah, and I was like, 8000 I only make 8000 a month. Like, you want me to pay the one thing that I got rent? I have things that I'm trying to be legit. You're not helping, Eddie. Eddie, help me. You know what I mean? <laughs> I was like, don't you remember me on that court again? <laughs> Motown versus Bad Boy High represent. Don't you remember when I right, did it? Right, right. And you can't. Yeah. I'm representing one us. Time. One more time for the not, one time. Not, not for the 8,000. <laughs> not the 8,000 I paid. Lee. Yeah. Had to pay that off over time at that point in my oh, life. Oh, yeah, yeah, no. You definitely got like $1,000 yeah. a month. Yeah. 500 a month. And that's oh. when Amex wanted their money a month. Yeah. yeah. You new school motherfuckers got that Amex to let you pay payments. Yeah, yeah, you got minimums. Oh, no, 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 now no, you got no, minimums. Yeah, back yeah, then you had yeah, to back pay then all in full in or full. your shit gets cut off. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah it took yeah. me about six months to get that shit back on, but we did it. The dream is real. <laughs> that sounds exciting. Too. Oh, it was amazing. <laughs> and mind you, that. That. that was 96, 7. Yeah, right after. Yeah, so we went from, you know, um, 2 million records, I think we ended up, or 2 million, uh, the Don't Take a Person with 2 million, got fired. Then, yeah, like the Rockefeller thing, I didn't want to move. Then I went to D.C. because of the probation. That was all in 96. And then I met Jessica right after the Motown, or right in the middle of the Motown thing. So, yeah, 97 was um, that fall of 97. I met her. So, yeah, it was 97. 
What a year, 97. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, I was on tour. The 90s. The 90s, yeah. Oh. Yeah, the 90s period. Because there was no yeah. blueprint. There was no algorithm. There was no Googles. <clears throat> no. You couldn't Google for answers. No. You had to really have the answers. And if you yeah, did have the it. answers, people would amplify that you knew the answers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was right. the beauty of the era. Right, yeah, right, yeah. Right, right. It, it was, wasn't just like you could get by because you Googled and you nah, posted and it looked nah, good. No. Yeah, you yeah. had to be him. Yeah. yeah. You had to really be him. And you're talking about when gangsters were starting to come into the music business. There right. were already gangsters. Right. That's about real gangsters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you. I mean, you look at the stories of Gene Griffin, and you. Yeah, like, I think more so than more so than that they they were starting to come into business. I think that they were out front. Yes. Yeah. They had never been out. Absolutely. Front, right. Yeah. Because yeah. we can go back to the beginning of this shit and it's been gangsters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. But they. But but gangsters used to. They used to. You know, stand Stay behind back. the curtain. Yeah. yeah. Now they were standing in front of it. Like, no, no, I'm a gangster. Yeah. Yeah, what's and up? We, and we're gonna need all of that. And yeah, this is yeah. how we running it. Yeah, yeah. And you I'm gonna hang you off the balcony. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think Gene Griffith did that first. Yeah, though. yeah, yeah. So, I think that's the '90s is when that really became a thing where it was like, oh yeah, and the executive or the executive producer, like people didn't even know what the executive producer was. Facts, honestly, into yeah. the '90s. Yeah, because you were going to see the artist or try to see who you saw with the artist. You yeah. didn't go to the credits. Mm-hmm. Right. Like the A&R is such and such. Yeah. The executive producer does, you know, you didn't even know the functions. And that's one thing I'm so proud of my experience in time in Motown because I learned the game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it's, it's, it's something that I, I want to ask you about that too because like you said, you learned the game. And it's something I want to I want to spotlight and highlight. Andre Harrell. Yeah, man. Mm. My guy. He does not get the credit he deserves, mm-hmm. in my opinion, Yeah. in R&B. Facts. He brought champagne to the game. He absolutely brought mm-hmm. champagne to the game, but just the fact of like he was a savant when it came to R and B music. Like I had the pleasure through my relationship with Larry Jackson to meet him later on yeah. and really have some conversations with him and be like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, the way he breaks down R and B music and the way that R and B should be done and the ideas that he has. Damn near second and none. Yeah, second and none. Like it was special. Yeah. And the way that just like you said, his the way he his personality the way he articulated that came through. Yeah. Oh man. It yeah. should be hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. And I and, and the craziest thing about it, and I'm not gonna say Andre was the most fashion forward motherfucker, but he was probably the flyest mentally I'd ever met. And because of him, I learned Basquiat. Because of him, I, I I collect art. You know what I'm saying? Like when I met him, he had an apartment on the west side of New York. And we all know how expensive and what that was not for black people then. He had a whole top of the apartment building was his crib. He had a driver with a Rolls Royce. The taste level mm. was something that I adopted and possessed. I would not be the lifestyle specialist. Mm-hmm. I would not be as important to all these brands and these people if not for Andre. Yeah. And, and, and as it adheres to music, without Uptown Records, sonically, I don't think church and the sounds mm. that came from church mm-hmm. would have been magnified in the way that they did. Yeah. Jodeci, arguably, right? You know, I was just listening to something that um, Boys and Men was saying. They're like, we came with bow ties and cardigans on. These motherfuckers had on leather with bats. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Talking about they gonna get your girl. You know what I mean? But I think that there was a exercising of freedom that came with Uptown in a celebratory way. I think we've had many amazing songs that 
celebrated life and culture and but uptown was special man and mm -hmm. when people think about it they don't think about andre they think about the artists but andre to your point of his expressive nature and his passion for black people in culture mm -hmm. right he would explain why there's no puff daddy without andre right. the confidence wouldn't be there for puff had he not got it from dre mm -hmm. the problem i have with all that is that no one towards the end helped him with his confidence. You can imagine having all the success Andre had, all the amazing triumphs. I mean, Strictly Business was a movie in a time when we weren't doing movies. We weren't doing. New York Undercover was yeah. a, a television show that was wildly popular for damn near a decade. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? When people, we weren't doing that. Yeah. And this was all Andre's vision and what he wanted to do. And for me, the end of the day for him to die, not knowing he was a superhero, or to not feel the love and respect for an industry he gave his life to. Right. You know, it, it really, it broke my heart because I was with him the last three years of his life. So, Yeah, yeah I don't feel like he was celebrated enough. No, no. And I wouldn't, I would have never done business with Puff because I never really liked him. You know what I'm saying? But I never would have done business with him had it not been for Dre. Me signing the girl group Dream. Dream. Mm -hmm. The highest debut of girl groups yeah. only behind the Spice Girls ever. I'm talking about Destiny Child and all the one. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like in in what I heard was the free like him getting his masters back. That group helped him get his master. Of course, LA has something to do with that. But like I wouldn't have went to Revolt and launched Revolt Television if it hadn't been for Dre. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I look at like how he ended his time here on Earth. It's, it's, it's heartbreaking when you think you give your, your all to something and you're not appreciated. Fuck rewarded. Yeah. I'm talking about the people you put in, in the game or the people that was there for you most. But um, I loved him, man, like a father. And I don't think um, there'll be another because, you know, this generation of leaders are falling short with pouring into humans mm -hmm. and teaching them about life and how to handle fame and how to handle success. And I don't think we do that no more. I think it's a money grab. The art is gone. And he was one of the greatest artists of our time. Agree with you 100%. Artists. Nah, Paint special. the cultural no picture. Rebuttal. Here's your brush. Yeah. Have at it. No rebuttal. Yeah, man. It's just, it's crazy, man. I don't want to call out individuals, but I just, I'm so saddened that he doesn't even, I mean, there's no statues, this man. Like, he's that caliber. He's that. He's special. Huh. Yeah, for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. How long were you at Motown? Um, I was at Motown as long as it lasted with his reign. I think I left six months before they ousted him. Um, and he actually suggested I leave. That's how dope he was. He was like, don't burn up with the shit. He's <laughs> really? like, people are at you right now. Yeah. Take some take some meat. So did you do So For Real? No. Were you no, there still or no? Nah. So home? For Real was Uptown. Oh, that was still. Oh, that was, that was Uptown. Yeah, that was Uptown. Okay. Yeah, but I had you know the pleasure of work with 702, Terrell Hicks. Um, Terrell, yeah, Terrell was so dope. Yeah, um, I was just mad at Kith about um, the collab that they did with uh, Bronx Tale and they oh, left Terrell Hicks out. Yeah, crazy. She did, did an amazing do, job. Do I don't know. Tale. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. What's 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 old boy name that own Kith or uh, Ronnie? Yeah, Ronnie yeah. Fee. What the fuck? Yeah, 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 yeah. Come on, how bro. How's that impossible? That's culture. Yeah. yeah.
AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern-day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles, a podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangster rap. Hosted by MC8 and Big Steels every Thursday, each episode provides an in-depth exploration into the formative artists, monumental albums, and socio-political factors that have shaped gangster rap from its emergence in the 80s to its enduring impact today. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form. We dive into the socio-cultural aspects that gangster rap boldly addressed, from police brutality to systemic racism, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the profound cultural significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's go. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready. You know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways I imagine you haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Margaret Atwood, Questlove, Kate Blanchett, and Oscar Isaac. If that sounds like a varied group of people, it's because it is. I always wanted to make a show where one week we could sit with a politician like Beto or Rourke, the next an author like Min Jin Lee, 
or TV titans like Bill Hader and Quinta Brunson. Basically, this is a podcast driven by curiosity and an abundance of research. Conversations where people actually start to sound like people. In recent weeks, I sat with Dan Levy, Ava DuVernay, Benny Safdie, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I hope to see you there. I'm so mad at your hairline and the fact that your hair is still good, though. <laughs> I mean, it's I got some new shit happening, too. I'll show you later. <laughs> okay, show me later. No, yeah, but I can't stand <laughs> you. You know what I mean? And, and to see you so calm. Let me, can I give y'all y'all flowers real quick? <laughs> to see you so calm now. You oh, know? Oh, here you go. Because, uh, you, you go, know, man. like, growth is a real thing. And then yeah. you, Dr. Bass, like, you... Thank you, you yeah, thank you, come son. on, it's fine, it's fine. I, I know, I know how to. I appreciate you. I, yeah, I appreciate but, but, the but I appreciate the growth, man. Yeah. And, and we've all had some real serious life yeah. Yeah. conversations in our yeah. twenty plus years of friendship, and mm-hmm. I just love the growth with all my heart. I do, man, because there are not a lot of safe places, mm. and even though some real things are being said in these safe places, this is a safe place that you've created, and I want to. Applaud you both on your growth you, and your yeah. dedication Thank to you. us. So, you, bam, 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 bam. <laughs> yeah. It's part everyone's been waiting for. Yeah. You do so many things. And part of so many ventures and business. come back to is the soul the music that has shaped your life in the backdrop to every experience and I know you have some favorites I know you have a top five your top five top five Yeah, I love it. Mr. Kenny Burns. Yes. The lifestyle specialist. Yes. yes. I can't wait to hear this. Mm. Your top five R&B singers. Get my hat right for this. Yeah. You got them on. Straighten up. Straighten yeah. up. Yeah, straighten you, up. You, you ready? I'm ready. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Until the end of time, I'll be there for you. You own my heart and mind. I truly adore you. Number one, adored by Prince. That's that's songs, artists. 
Oh, artists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, damn. I was about to get you prepared your script. I love, yeah. love this. Yeah. I, I like the, I love no, I like the lyrical. Yeah, you know? All right. You went full. Right. I'll show you, you I know you the music. You went full of Ren's tape. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Oh shit! <laughs> right, right, right. You are the groove in my soul. Yeah, exactly. Damn. Uh, okay, so um, top five R and B songs, singers, singers, R&B singers. Come on, um, Love Jones. Come okay. on. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Um, top five R and B singers: Prince, mm-hmm. um, Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Luther Vandross. Why not? Mm. Why not? Can I say a group? Yeah, yeah, of course you can. Yeah, right. I can't get away from Jodeci. Why not? Yeah. Who would want yeah, to? Yeah, I can't get away from Jagged Edge. Who would want to Edge. do that? Huh? Yeah, I can't get yeah, away from Jagged Edge. Jagged Edge. Get in there, Jagged Top yeah, 5. Yeah, yeah Jagged. Yeah. 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 I love yeah. Jagged Edge. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's so... It, you know, and I, I I can't I can't leave New Edition. You know what I mean? I just yeah. as a collective I top can't, six. It's it happens. Yeah, it happens. Let's, get, let's get the top ten. It then, happens. So, yeah, and, 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 and I can't. You know, I can't. Christopher Williams doesn't get enough credit. Huh. No, uh, no, he don't. Don't wake me. Yeah, yeah. yeah I just don't, think Christopher hey, Williams. And he was he was not playing in the games. Yeah, he wasn't. Yeah, and yeah, then no, Tank Pendergrass is another level. Uh, I mean, if you gonna miss, if you gonna mention Christopher Williams, yeah, you yeah, gotta, yeah, 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 Tank, yeah. Tank, you know, okay, rounds he's, out he's, my he's, top. He's, yeah, he's at thirty-seven people. Kid. That's ten. <laughs> no, I said I was going to ten. Why? Because I'm in the top ten. Is thirty-seven people. <laughs> yeah, I that said was clearly ten. nine. Got six members, and I'm not gonna lie to y'all. Four, and I'm no, no. We said we said group though, and I ain't gonna lie to y'all. And I'm gonna say this: this is exclusive. Okay, because I definitely am against the acts. Um, that were portrayed by this man, but R. Kelly, man, you yeah. know, I miss his music, man. Yeah. All right, your top five. <laughs> <laughs> your top five. Yeah. R and B songs. Now you can go into your to your love job. Oh, man, you could have just flipped that for me and then came no, back. No, no, no. I had to make it difficult. I had okay. to make it difficult. All right. Um, yeah. Number one, adore. Mm. Okay. Um, Sheesh. Yeah. Number love one. I, I never. I got to have your face on my pillowcase. Mm. If you think that I'm the man, I'm a man of exquisite taste. Mm-hmm. Silk imported, Egyptian lace. Mm. Nothing, baby, nothing, baby, can compare. Nothing could compare to your lovely face. Do you know what I'm saying to you this no, evening? No, no. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, Prince, I think. Um, it's real songwriting. Real songwriting. It was unbelievable. Real songwriting. I mean, in pimping too, but. Yeah. A whole lot of pimping. There's a whole lot of pimping. A whole lot of and he's like, that's your daddy wore heels. I said, but he had them all. Had them all. And he wasn't about that life. Your was, daddy wore heels. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, that's my father. Yeah, yeah. Your daddy wore heels. Um, number two. Um, top five songs of all time. Number two. Wow. Um, yeah, I think Never Too Much, Luther Vandross. Mm-hmm. Never Too Much. Yeah, that was a... Look at your jam. picture just to get that's me started. A, 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 a stone cold jam. jam. Yeah, that's a, a um, And you know what? Womack and Womack, baby, I'm scared of you. Like, it's, hmm. it's a different, like, hmm. that was like, baby, I'm scared of you. Mm-hmm. I, I, give him your notage. Give him, give him your. I don't believe in magic. You know what I'm saying? Magic. <laughs> I believe. 
I believe in life. I thought y'all were coming. <laughs> Love everlasting. Yeah, we go, we, you sing in your own key. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be, yeah, a, little, it'll be a little tricky to help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know the song. You ain't just, uh, number, number three. Um, number three, man. Um, it's Walked Out of Heaven, I think. Mm. I think I'm about to go. Yeah, Walked Out of Heaven special. Um I, I'm just gonna put. Can I put Jagged Edge for number three? Because it's it's. That was before he you, came. You love before, you. Right? Like I love you. It's, it's a couple of them though. It's a, you know what I'm saying? But enjoy yourself. Look yeah, at yeah, it. Yeah, 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 no, hold on, wait, hold on. I can't. And this is blasphemous. And some of the fifth member because we do this shit all the time on tour. <laughs> um, <laughs> gotta be. Sorry, I'm bugging. Yeah, we uh, do this all the time on yeah, tour. Yeah, it's gotta be number three. Gotta be is just. I gotta be the one you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Feel your heart I, with sunshine. Yeah, gotta I be. feel your. Uh, uh, I gotta you know be. I, mean? I gotta be. Yeah. So, um, number four. That's this, a hell of a is, declaration. This is hard, by okay. the way. This is not as easy. This, yeah. This is hard. When you watching other people do it though, you be like, man, I I would have said. Yeah. yeah. You're Judging like, like I'm over. You're yeah. showing no grace. You're showing no grace. Yeah, yeah. I'm over. Must show grace. Four. Um, I'm gonna say <laughs> tender love by Force and D. Oh, there we go. There we go. Come on. Yeah. 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 And I rushed through that. I apologize. Yeah. I, I don't know why or what's happening right now. Because in the moment on stage, I can come with it like Easy. this. Easy. Wow. Lifestyle specialist, we are getting ready to create your Voltron. Uh, right? Mm-hmm. Where we create your super R&B artists. Got it. So we got to know of all the artists you've ever heard mm. to build this artist, who would you get the vocal from? Who would you get the performance style from? Mm. Who would you get the styling from? Jesus And yes. who would you get the passion of the artist from? Let's start with the vocal. Whose vocal do you want on your super R&B artist? One vocal. One vocal. One vocal. One vocal. Prince. Why not? Lee Singer. Lee Singer. The styling. No, the performance style. The for- on stage. Performance, performance style. Michael Jackson. Jackson performance style. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. The styling. Yeah. The artist. The drip. The drip. Mm. Preference. This is preference too, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's give it to Mary J. Hmm. Mary J. Fly. Mm. Mary J. Blige is fly. Oh, no, I mean fly. from the beginning. Yeah. She yeah. stay fly. Yeah. I mean from the jerseys with the hats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She been on to something since the beginning. Yeah. She been on something. Yeah. For sure. Um, passion of the artist. Passion. Heart of the artist. Sweating. Teddy P. Come over to my place. Yeah, yeah. Would you do that? Yeah, would you do that, babe? <laughs> It'd be so nice. Would you be, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, nice? It'd be so nice? Yeah. Hey, hey uh, we, so, we so far from that place. Hey, pull up. Pull what? up. Yeah, yeah, what yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you mean? What do you mean? What you doing? I'm just on the pull up. Even the lights. <laughs> Turn them off. Yeah, that nigga was. <laughs> Turn them off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was no delivery like his. His it was different. So we got we got one we got to get back to that romanticizing, oh, like talking the talk. Yeah, All we got to do is make the records, though. I mean, I, you know, I, I think that that is the to me that is the wrap up of our whole conversation today. It's it's more so of like you just gotta do it. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's one thing to talk about it, and, and and even from okay, you would say from from Tank and I from our space. Okay, y'all do it, but then from your space, it's like go sign it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. No, Develop I, you it. Know, I, you know I, what I'm I, saying? I hear you loud and clear. I received that, and I even heard his comment earlier about music and me loving it and being a soundtrack to my lifestyle. It's just a business that has never really fulfilled me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, even with the 
the success I've had in it and the thoughts of, you know, Uber success. It's just, you know, it's just certain things that I can't align with. You know, I put my hands on somebody. So leaving the music business is probably the best thing for me because it just, you know, they don't play fair. There's no appreciation. That's why I honor your relationship. Um, they're getting rid of whoever along the way, you know, like just different things. It's just not my thing. But I love music and I will bring it to R&B money ASAP if I see it. Go hold you to that. Yeah, no question. Done. All right, we got a, we got we got one more thing before you get out of here. Yeah. Oh Lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Let's go ahead and fix these microphones. I ain't saying no names. Hey, I ain't saying no names. I ain't saying no names. I ain't saying no names. Where you was? Who you with? What you did? You don't say she. Yeah. Take him to church, baby. Talk, yeah. talk to him. Talk to him. Come on. So yeah, yeah, yeah. This, yeah. this is very, very important part. Come on. Very important segment of the Most show. Important. Yeah. Most important. Yeah, yeah. For especially for a man like Kenny Byrne. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Right. Yeah. You know the travels. You know. You said it before. I've been around the world. Yes. And I, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. So, this segment of the show, you tell us a story, funny or fucked up, or funny and fucked up. Right. The only rule to the game is you can't say no names. Got it. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hold, on, love hold on, hold on, hold on. No, I got it. I got you it. You got yours? You got, it's you got it? Yeah. Okay, okay. So yeah. right now, mm-hmm. this is Kenny Burns, 2620, mm-hmm. Studio 43, mm-hmm. Uncle Nearest, Ownership. Mm-hmm. All the labels. All the song and dance, the nice and burn show, all the cool shit. Listen, he say lifestyle special, I just say cool shit. He is the king of cool shit to me. He been the coolest nigga forever, at all times. So right now, he gonna give us his I ain't saying no names. Let me get down in my seat for this. Oh, yeah. 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 uh, Ladies and gentlemen, it was on the island of Capri. Hmm. Ah, is that where you're going? Yeah, yeah. Shit. Yeah. I was working with somebody. And this person, you know, might be an icon or not, you know what I'm saying? But I'm on this island, and, you know, we're in the midst of creating, you know? And I thought I was catching some energy, you know what I mean? And, you know, at this time, I'm not in a position to do anything about said energy, but, you know, because this is such a, you know, enormous figure, I'm like, damn, at least let me just see what you're talking about if it actually is what I think it is, you know? And so, you know, we we go through a couple rounds of dinner and yachts and, we're you know, this is the life, you know what I mean? This is what I signed up for, you know? And, um... You know, one night in the club, you know, on the beautiful island of Capri after about a week and a half of, you know, just being around each other. You know what I mean? I'm dancing in the club and look who comes dancing up on me. Hmm. Yeah. So I'm like, this is this is not what I'm expecting, but kind of expecting a little bit. Right. But not in public. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm like, OK, cool. Yeah. All right. Cool. We dancing. Yeah. All right. Oh, okay. Cool. All right. You. So might be a little more than dancing, huh? Okay. All right. Cool. So we about to leave the club, you know. And there were two routes 
to go, you know, to my room or to the yacht, you know. Um, next thing I know, somebody's grabbing my hand, and I'm like, what's, what, what, what's going on, you know? And um, it's fucked up. I couldn't really do anything about it, you know what I mean? I couldn't really, you know, I went to my room. I didn't go to the yacht, you know what I mean? But I did the responsible thing, you know what I mean? Because that's what I should have did, and uh, can't say anything else because it's, uh, what is it? No names? No. Can't name? say no names? Yeah, yeah so... So you have, but it would have been legendary. So and, you, the, and the gangster thing is, is that all the feels that I thought that were coming my way, all the energy that was coming my way, I end up leaving because of, you know, I, I'm, you know, couldn't do anything, and I didn't want to be there with the pressure, and so I end up sending someone else from um, the company to kind of be in pocket, and I jokingly called back and was like, you know, a couple of weeks later after he had been there, I was like, yo. We light skin that, you know what I'm saying? And he's like, dog, like chill. I'm like, what you talking about, chill? I'm like, where's she at? What's well, wrong? I got to check on the movie. He's like, well, now you said that like you kind of. I was like, you know what's going on. Relax, you know what I mean? He's like, well, look, we've been kind of talking to each other over the last two weeks, and um, I talk about my girl like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's exactly. Call it by her name. Don't call it. Yeah, yeah, don't, yeah. don't nickname my yeah, girl. Don't, don't nickname. Yeah, don't, no pet names, Ryan. Yeah, you know and what they saying? actually. Nigga, I sent you. Don't, yeah. don't, <laughs> don't Coca. That's our girl. Don't yeah. Coca Cola, my girl. You know, I you sure because she's shaped like a Coke. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you, so. yeah, you little cola out there. You got cola yeah. with you. Yeah. <laughs> so he ended up dating her and getting engaged. Mm. Mm-hmm. And you and, and, and you stood on your morals. And stood your, on my morals, man. You and, know. Yeah. I was becoming a family man. Mm. Yeah. And you abstained. Yeah. My, my, my. Yeah, I definitely um, sustained and, and held myself down. Okay. And that was a notch kind of joint. That yeah. would have been just something you did. You yeah. know when they put that on the wall. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I was grown. And you, and you abstained. Yeah, mm-hmm. I did grown things. I kind of believe you. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of believe you. <laughs> I'll look up pre. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Line it up. <laughs> man, he said, I kind of believe. <laughs> wrong with you, man? Put that on the grill. Hibachi mm-hmm. that. Yeah, that would have, that, you know, in any other circumstance or situation, that would have definitely been. Yeah. One on the belt. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, we, we, we know that, um, you know, uh, Burns, you are not short of opportunity, yeah, um, no. but you are more. Um, full of morality. Yeah, some things have to stay in play. You are a gentleman. Know, know, your, know your boundaries. Yes, sir. So you can sir. flirt like a motherfucker. Yeah. Just don't fuck. Yeah. Dope. You like wow. that? Okay. Is that, is that the past? Is that the, is that the new past? <laughs> you can flirt. Flirting is innocent fuck. as long as in the certain parameters <laughs> and you go home. You flirt, but don't be fucking. Yeah. <laughs> you can flirt. But don't fuck. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, uh, man, you are, you are, free. I mean, you don't, home, it's like, it's like, you know, trying to close it out is weird, but it's no, like, it's you know, we Let's love you, it. brother, man. Love you too, and, man. Love you, dog. Um, that's never going to change. Um, we got your back, man. We love, we appreciate all that is you. Thank you. We're here for everything. It is you. You know, we are, we are, we are a phone call away. You don't Thank even you. ask us. Just tell us where it is. And I appreciate there. it. You know what I'm saying? Um, and your contributions, um, they're still needed. Thank as you. as we speak about this, 
you know, this space, which, you know, you, you've expressed is it just, you know, from a, from a mental space, it just, it doesn't serve you well. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. there's still a, there's still that voice and there's still that representation of what you represent that's still in some way, shape or form needed in what we do. Thank you. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. even, even into help, helping us do what we do, like that input and, and that wisdom, you, you, you can't keep that all to yourself, brother. I appreciate it. And I'm here for it. You, you know, know we saying? have our conversations. Yeah. If you yeah. ever need anything, you know what I mean, as it adheres to the label, I mean, you already know personally, but I would mm -hmm. love to support your movement because it's amazing. And you're making Thank some you. great quality, sustainable, inspirational, legacy-ridden music. And right. I love it. So I'm proud of you both. And there it is. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Tank. I'm Jay Valentine. This is the R&B Money Podcast, the authority yeah. Yeah. on all things R&B. And we have just talked through the authority on so many things, man. You are a blessed brother, a gifted brother in all facets of life. Thank you, brother. Flirt, don't fuck. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Kenny Burns, Lifestyle Specialist. <laughs> R&B Money is a production of the Black Effect Podcast Network. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Don't forget to subscribe to and rate our show. And you can connect with us on social media, at Jay Valentine and at The Real Tank. For the extended episode, subscribe to youtube.com forward slash R&B Money. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. Well, how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles, hosted by MC8 and Big Steel. It's every Thursday, already know. a podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangster rap. Let's go. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.